Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Usually when employers think about pallets and the hazards they create, they think about their property insurance inspector ensuring that the pallets are stored properly. In other words, are the pallets stacked too high and are there too many pallets in an area? Most employers don't consider the employee injuries that can result from pallets. It is estimated that approximately 1.8 billion pallets are in use each day in the United States. While many of these are in warehouses holding products and are not touched by employees or forklifts, there are still millions of them being moved and handled causing the potential for employee injury. In looking at West Bend Mutual Insurance Company workers' compensation claims data, employee injuries related to pallets come in three forms. These are cuts and scrapes from handling pallets, sprains and strains from manually handling pallets, and trips and falls over pallets. Let's discuss each of these causes of injury and possible controls. Cuts and scrape injuries from handling or working near pallets have an average cost of $4,200. These injuries are related to employees handling pallets and scraping against them, getting their fingers pinched between pallets, or dropping pallets on feet. I also want to talk about sprains and strains from moving, lifting, and stacking pallets. These injuries on average cost $9,400. The most common pallet size is 40 by 48 inches, and the general weight is around 37 pounds. Pallets, however, can weigh more based upon the number of top and bottom boards and the type of wood used. Because of their awkward size and weight, employees who have to move them around manually are likely to sustain sprain and strain injuries. To eliminate or minimize cuts, scrapes, sprains, and strains for moving or working with pallets, the key is to minimize the amount of manual pallet handling. The best way to move a pallet is with a forklift or pallet jack. If employees do need to manually move pallets, have them wear protective leather gloves and work with a partner. No employee working alone should be expected to lift a pallet, especially if the pallet is laying on the floor or below knee height. While manually lifting pallets should be avoided, if it must be done, it should only be done as a team lift, but this does not make it a safe activity. It reduces the potential for injury, but it does not eliminate it. If a pallet is vertical and the employee simply needs to slide it to a new location, most employees should be able to do that with low risk for injury. However, when an employee gets the pallet to its destination, if he's still working alone, he should let it fall, even though it might damage the pallet or scare other employees with the noise. Why drop the pallet? Because an employee by himself cannot safely lower the pallet to the ground without putting a large amount of stress on the lower back. That stress can lead to significant injury. Again, this is a time where employees should work as a team. Two employees can grab the edge of a pallet in the air and slowly lower it to the ground. Do not store pallets on end unless they're in a rack or secured so they cannot fall over. We see too many injuries from pallets on end falling over and striking employees. At a minimum, this can lead to bruises, but also lacerations and fractures. So to minimize cuts, scrapes, and sprains and strains from moving pallets, pallets should be stored horizontally and not manually lifted or moved. Use a forklift or pallet jack. Lastly, I want to discuss the most expensive injuries related to pallets. Many of you never considered this type of injury, employees tripping over pallets on the floor or stepping onto a pallet and twisting their ankles and knees. These injuries account for almost 20% of the pallet-related injuries we see. The average cost of these injuries is $11,900 per claim. What is the problem? It's pallets being stored horizontally as I suggested before. But it's not stacks of pallets generally a foot high or taller causing the problem. It's single or double pallets sitting on the ground that are empty or have very little product on them. As most employees walk around, they are looking in front of themselves to see where they are going. However, they are not looking close enough at their feet to notice the edge or corner of a pallet they know is nearby. So they catch their toes on the pallet falling and possibly being injured. 
One organization I used to work with stopped these types of injuries by placing traffic cones on the corners of pallets so employees would stay away from the corners of the pallets. As the pallet was filled, the cone was first moved to the floor at the corner, and then as material was tall enough on the pallet, the cones were removed completely. By using traffic cones, they eliminated injuries associated with tripping on pallets. As I mentioned, employees also step on pallets and twist their ankles and knees as their feet slip between the top boards of the pallets. The key is to prevent employees from stepping on pallets. There are two primary reasons employees step on pallets. First, is if they are manually stacking product on pallets, they may step on the pallet and walk across it to place materials onto the pallet. To eliminate this exposure, employees should walk around the pallet to build the first layer. The other reason employees walk on pallets is to take a shortcut. They are not working with the pallet, but is in their path of travel and they think nothing of stepping on the pallet and walking across it to get where they are going. These injuries can be prevented by teaching and reinforcing that employees do not step on a pallet for any reason and ensuring that single and double pallets are not stored in areas where employees routinely walk so they are not tempted to take a shortcut. I hope this podcast brought to your attention some hazards associated with pallets. Please take time and walk through your organization and see if you use pallets either routinely or occasionally. In either case, do you have a safe means to move and store pallets to minimize injury to employees? Remember, the key is to eliminate manual handling of pallets. Do not manually move pallets unless there is absolutely no other choice. If you have to manually move pallets, provide employees with gloves to prevent cuts and scrapes and have employees move the pallet as a team. Also remember to take measures to prevent employees from stepping on pallets or tripping on the corners of them. Remember, what you do for safety today may prevent an injury or death tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.